Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Five Beans in a Pod. I'm your host, Pablo. We got Donnie Corleone in the cup. It's just us two for this interview, so uh, what's new? Um, I want to thank big ups to you guys. Big, big, big ups. We uh, can officially, officially say we've hit uh, international waters. Man, I was telling Eddie yesterday, I mean earlier today, that um, this thing started off as a joke. Like it, we were man, we were eating pizza, and we decided to do it. You know, Don. Yeah. And like, the fact that we're hitting international waters, we've met incredible people who have not only helped us become better people, but like, you know, the listeners they've they've changed from it too. You know. It's it's so crazy, bro, and like I, I can't even fathom it. So big ups to you guys. Keep sharing us, keep posting us on your stories and all that. And uh man, let's make it to Hollywood. <laughs> uh so the other dude we're gonna interview today, um, I know him from a long time ago, almost three years now, bro. And uh yo He's been a big supporter of the podcast, bro. Every time we post, he's posting on his stories. And uh, I wanted to get him on because he himself is a artist. So, you know, we're going to talk about how... I'm going to just let him talk about it, to be honest. So, without further ado, uh, Fabio Ramirez, bro. Yo, SCR. How's, <laughs> how's it going? How's it going? We're chilling, bro. Chilling. How you doing, man? Chilling, chilling. You know, yo, you know, so jokes is we met like three years ago, and you Word, you introduced me to yourself as Sam, so I knew you as Sam for the longest time, and then you followed me on Instagram, and I was yeah, like, was Pablo. yeah, I was like, yeah, the Pablo alias, bro. Actually, I don't think I've told it on the podcast before, but uh. It started off in high school. I played I played football in high school, and I used to carry around a duffel bag. That was my locker, oh, pretty much. Of course, of course. And uh, I had some dude come up to me in between classes and was like, so I heard you're the dude who's got the stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean, bro? And he's like, bro, you got the stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? And he's like, man, stop playing with me. I know you have it. I know you're the one they call Pablo. I'm like, yo. I'm like, yo, if you ever come up with me this goofy stuff again, bro, you're going to catch these hands. And he let, like, he disappears. Oh, my bad, bro. I guess you're not the one. And then, bro, not even, like, a class later, some other dude comes up to me. And I'm like, yo, what the heck? (laughs) So we go. I'm linked to homies, like, uh, at lunch. This is the first time I met met my homie Gats. Shout out to Gats. And he was like, so... I was like, yo, guys, the weirdest thing happened today. And then I tell him, like, the two dudes came up to me thinking I'm, like, some drug dealer. And he's like, oh, so you're like Pablo, huh? Pablo Savage. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. I'm going to change. Because my, my, uh, no, my, you know, after that, I, I, I put my Instagram as Pablo Suave. But I already know too many mans whose name was Pablo. I mean, I mean, Suave. They had this stuff on Suave. Oh, yeah. So then I changed it to Pablo Savage. And then that's what it's been ever since. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes that Yeah, because I was... I, 
Because, like, I know you're Latino, so I was like, is his, is his real name actually Pablo? Like, <laughs> Oh, everybody thinks my name is yeah, actually Pablo, like, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, it's a cool little alias. And, like, if I don't want to tell people my real name, that's what I tell them. Yeah. That's a, that's a so, good thing. Yeah. Keeps my, and then they asked me for my Instagram, and then my <laughs> my legal name is in the bio. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it, it is what it is, bro. It is Your what government it is. government. It is what it is. So what about you, bro? You you keeping your real your your govy on when you post music and stuff? Yeah, so I like my stage name is FCR, which is actually just like my initials. So my full name is Fabio Cesar Ramirez. So it's like Spanish Spanish. But I don't know, I it, like I don't make like Latino music, so keeping my like full name as my stage name didn't really fit for me. So then I oh, just not gonna drop some bad bunny stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I, I get a couple like tracks where I spit like some Spanish shit. Like I go like you know reggaeton type of shit. But okay, okay. yeah, but I like like Spanish isn't necessarily my sound. So I was like, all right, I gotta like <clears throat> switch it up, switch it up. And I was from Edmonton. I remember my brother. He was like, oh yo, call yourself like Lil Eskimo. But I was like, nah, I don't want to be another little rapper. So I just went for my initials FCR. And yeah, and it's stuck because okay. I've been I've been making music since I was like, what, fifteen? So like grade ten, in high school. Damn. And yeah, I'm like I'm turning twenty two this year, so it's been a minute. Yeah. Big ups, big ups, bro. Yeah. Uh, nah, yo, I'm I'm gonna shout him out real quick, bro. His latest song that just dropped slaps, yeah. bro. <laughs> Bro, it slaps. Yeah, that's the that's the first single off my album that's coming out. Oh, is the album coming? Yeah, so yeah, weird album. So oh, sure, I've, okay, I've okay. been working on this album. I remember two two of the songs, or a couple of the songs, I already have on my SoundCloud. But I wanted to like make an actual album where I could put on actual platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, all that shit. So then I started going to an actual studio in like Northside. And I started writing this album last year, halfway through last year, finished writing it, finished recording it. And now I already, it's already done. So I just has to get mastered. And I'm thinking it should be done by around beginning of March. And then, yeah, and then the album comes up. So I had a, a graphic designer do the uh, cover art. And bro, it's, it's going to be sick, bro. Like links, like the song I just dropped. <clears throat> it's like, it's 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 one of my favorites, but it's honestly the lowest caliber compared to the whole album. Jeez. Yeah, yo, if Lynx was that hard, bro, I can't wait for the album. Yeah, bro, the album is gonna be eleven tracks, a twelve with the intro, and yeah, it should be out mid March. I'm still working on the name. I'm still working on the name, so I'm I'm still like listening to the unmastered versions and stuff like that till it gets finished. Right. Yo, by the by the end of this interview, you'll probably have your name. Yeah, we're, we're actually <laughs> yeah, we're right. pretty good with coming up with uh, with uh, song names or yeah. uh, what was it? Don, we came up with uh, with T dots, Echoes of the Past. Yeah, Echoes of the Past. Yeah, Echoes of the Past. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. That was actually funny because we we recorded our first episode with him, and there was so much echo, bro. <laughs> oh, that's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why. But no, we're not. We're not tell you that. I, I'm surprised that we have such good equipment, bro. Yeah, again, you you listened to us from the beginning, beginning, bro. So you heard the first two reckless episodes. Yeah, yeah, like the the ones last year, the ones at the ending of last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason they're lost, bro. There's a reason they're lost, <laughs> man. 
Nah. Yeah, we, we joke about that. Those two are the most reckless episodes. Reckless. Ever done, bro. <laughs> no, but, we was calling out, man. But that's the thing. Like, you guys have, like, like, because you guys are just a bunch of homies. So, like, you just have this vibe where it's all comfortable. You guys just, like, chat shit the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, but now my parents listen to this. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I can't be putting all that, that stuff out on the <laughs> online like that, bro. That's why you can't be reckless no more. You can't be reckless. We can't be reckless no more. <laughs> we keep you, like, 14 plus up in here. Yeah, 14A, 14A. But, yo, we're thinking about maybe a Patreon and then yeah. we'll, we'll put some, what's it called? Some of our unedited stuff on there. Yeah, the, the 18A shit, the 18A. The 18A, 18, yeah. 18 plus. Rated yeah. R for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but not, because I think, I mean, like you said, you started uh, making music when you were 15, 16, right? Yeah. So it's so crazy to see one evolve, right? Like, I mean, we've been only doing this podcasting for a couple months now, but looking back, starting off using the phone as the mic, I bought these cheap computer mics and we had echoes left and right. I mean, we were kind of dumb too. We had the phone there. The phone was giving the echo. <laughs> now we're, we, man, we've been, we spent like $200 worth of equipment yeah. and I mean, sometimes the audio still sucks, but like, just to see how far we've come, and you know, we dropped that episode on Thursday, and man, in two days, it's doubled half of our views. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it comes with the oh, yeah. the quality of like, like that one point once like one part of it is having the whole like that like good vibe, that good chemistry that you have with like everyone on the on the podcast. But right. like in the end of the day, you also have to like focus on that uh, that quality, like the sound quality. Mm-hmm. And listening to you guys now, compared to like, yeah, like last year, like, the, like doing things like this, it, it requires investment. Like you got to put money down. Yeah. Like I remember doing my first songs like when I was like fifteen, sixteen. I was doing it on my like on my iPod, and I was just recording the voice memo there, putting it on the beat. And then putting it oh, on Oh, this man's but... straight OG yeah. did, bro. <laughs> and then at first, and then after that, I went to Best Buy, bought it like a $20 mic, and I was doing it on that. And then for this album, I like I wanted to do this album proper because like this is probably like some of my best shit like I've ever I've ever done. So I went okay. to like an actual studio, Northside. This guy's been doing like sound engineering for like fucking 10, 15 years, I think. And yeah, I, I had to put it in. I had to put the money in for the mixing and mastering. I got to put it for the good quality. I'm um, gonna get the ads done right. I hit that graphic designer to do the cover art because I'm like, you know, it's an investment. You want to put, you want to put your best into it. Mm-hmm. No, that's facts. And yeah, like you said, you you got to put a little bit of money inside, bro. Because at the end of the day, that money that you've put into it, you'll eventually see it later. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like a, it's a you'll see investment. the fruits. Yeah, though I can say was the fruits. Yeah, the fruits, <laughs> the fruits of our labor. Yeah, yeah. But not trust, bro. And like, like big ups to you on on the album dropping and the, well, by the time this drops, the album will probably drop. So big ups on that, and uh, it's crazy, bro. Like, I met this dude in Center High, bro. Oh yeah, Center. And he he didn't talk. Well, he didn't talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember we used to sit in the back with uh, in that social class with all the, all the other Latinas there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Melina and uh, Vanessa. 
Vanessa. On the Jared, the white kid. Oh, and Jared. Yeah, I haven't seen bro, the guy I, in a minute, bro. Take it. Don, mm. the dude who, who, um, that video shoot that we were at, the Nolan, the shout out to Nolan, the, uh, the dude who was recording. Okay. Yeah. 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 Bro, he looked like this dude, Jared, that we're talking about, bro. <laughs> Word. Word. Yo, Jared was a cool kid, bro. No, Jared, yeah. I, I, after, after Center High, I went clubbing with him like a bunch. And then, I haven't really seen him since like before Corona. So. Yeah, he, bro, he seems like he's pretty reckless though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, ever since Corona, like, it's like I ain't seen nobody, man. Yeah, man, so many people. Like, it's you can't. It it's it's so hard to keep connections now. Yeah, like I remember I, I used to have a bunch of buddies I used to go clubbing with and stuff, and I don't think I've talked to them since like a year now. Yeah, so much changes too. It's just. Well, you know, Don said in previous episodes that um, you know, one of the good things of COVID is that we've actually seen who who your real friends Facts. are, right? Or who who people who are in your corner, you know? Yeah. And so even doing this podcast, man, like you see who the people who really like mess with you, you know? Yeah. Who really on your side in your corner and helping you out? And man, like I gotta say, big ups to you, bro. You've from the first episode, bro. <laughs> of course, man. And bro, it's just crazy. Like it, the my my own fans are people who I have like a relationship with, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's so crazy to think like, yo, these dudes take an hour out of their day every Thursday just to listen to us. Even if like it's such a bad episode or it's the best episode or whatever, like it's so crazy, bro. And like, uh, tell me about like how how that feels when you with your music, you know? Oh, that like, like that that's the thing too is like, because when I saw you starting wanting to start that podcast and stuff, I was tell like you had those polls up like saying like, yo, should we start the podcast? Should we? And only like ten people replied. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Out of out of three hundred, like coming from like a point of like being a creator, like local creator, like like when I started making music, not many people were like vibing. Well, also because like I was young, you know, I didn't really know how like to get my sound and shit like that. Right, but. You know, it, it was the close people that, that like really had your back that really always supported you. But then it also connects you with so many other creators. Cause mm-hmm. before before doing music, there were so many people that I didn't meet that now like <clears throat> they not only support me because I'm also like another local creator, but they're not also a fan of my music. And now I build my fan base even more. And it's just like that with like with you guys in your podcast. Like as soon as I saw that you wanted to start a podcast, I was like, bro, do it. Like, mm-hmm. you got to take that, like, leap, you know? And then Facts. as soon as you started posting the content, as coming from, like, another creator, I was like, I need to support, you know? Yeah. Like, we got to support our own. And, yeah, it's crazy. I remember I remember one of, like, the the best moments was I, I we have these tournaments at my old high school. It's called uh, Mike Day, Mike Day Tournaments. <clears throat> and we always have a pep rally in the beginning. And I used to go to FX, so we had like 1,200 students. And everyone will get in the gym and do the pep rally. And so they had me perform for the pep rally. For like, I did like this little rap thing. And then that was when the mannequin challenge was like big. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we made the whole school do the mannequin challenge. And for that, like, for that week, 
I was like the most popular yeah. fucking. I was like, I felt famous, bro. People yeah. were coming up to me for photos. Like that's insane. I, I went to parties that weekend, and they were playing my songs from from SoundCloud. And bro, that's Jeez. that's like one of the that's... best feelings ever, bro. And yeah, it, like that's the thing. Like, but yeah, like when what you were saying is that when you start posting like consistently, the the people that like constantly support you are the ones that like like that know you because they have that connection because they know that oh yeah like this dude's working hard for his shit you know right. regardless of the content like i'm gonna support like my own you know mm-hmm. and yeah and that always feels great like i always got like my family i got my friends i got like people from high school i used to go to people i knew way back then that always share my music now and then <clears throat> it got to the point where now i have people that follow me just for my music like and that that like surprised me too was this there's this one kid, Christian Cosero, I think his name was. Like, this guy's from, uh, I think this kid's from Texas. Wow. Yeah, and he, he started messaging me on Instagram saying, like, he's a big fan of my music, wants me to drop more music. And that, that took me by surprise because that was, like, one of the first times that I had, like, a, a fan outside of my outside of my circle. Right. And that's the, t- that's the type of shit that, like, gets you hyped, that gets you wanted to, makes you want to create more and all that shit, yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, no. That that's facts. Like when I so on Anchor, it actually shows us the logistics of where people are and where they're listening and all that. And uh, man, as soon as I saw that the United States people in like Illinois are listening to us, I was like, "That's crazy." Yeah. Who the heck in Illinois found us and was like? Yeah, okay, I'm going to listen to them. <laughs> yeah, just randomly one day. Five beans. Look what they got here. And, like, if you look at five beans, like, that's, it's not even, it's, you know, a bean podcast isn't even, like, a big thing, like, a big name, you know? But, nope, somebody found us somehow. Yeah. And shout out to Anchor for doing its job, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's just crazy, and I don't. I can't, like I said, bro, I can't even fathom half of this stuff. Like, it's so, it's so crazy to me. And you guys choosing five beans in a pod as the name, it's like, on one hand, like, oh, yeah, like, like, that's not, like, you, you said, like, it's not really, like, a podcast name, but it's also original. So now if someone searches five beans. And we're also taking back our, uh, our Latino stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so the, the the name Five Beans actually, you know how they you know they call like Latinos beaners, beaner, of course, of you course. know. So if basically the only non-Latino is Don, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, man, if they're gonna call us beaners, why not we make a joke out exactly, of it? Exactly, there's beans. five beaners in a podcast, five in beans in a pod, and it just. It just exactly. stuck. It just and it has like it has like it's and it not only has that ring to it, but it's also like original. So someone searches it up because it's original and like unique. It's the first thing that pops up. Word. Like I remember, like even, like even like my stage name FCR is somewhat original. But when you search it up on like Apple Music, like four different artists pop up. You know, so it's like do it having like that unique name for your podcast <clears throat> you get that like like that instant if someone's trying to find you they see you instantly and that's that's one thing that really helps you guys too 
Mm-hmm. Where it also helps that we are CEOs of our own company. Bro, CEO. I'm going to say that as bro. I am the CEO of Savage X Production. There you go. Uh, uh, speaking of being your own CEO, for your masters, so I hear like Kanye West has been fighting for his masters, um, something about JC and his masters. What is the Masters? Okay, so uh, th- that that kind of falls into a different type of uh, like definition. So there's two versions of Masters. So mastering, the one that I was speaking of before, ma- the mastering process is when you finish recording a song. Like as soon as you as soon as you record on any beat, and it's like overlapped on each other, that's called a mix. So you're mixing that song at the moment. You know, and then to add the effects, to add any cuts, to add any like auto tune, to fix your voice up, to make sure the audio is all leveled and shit like that. That's the mastering process. That's the part that makes your like not only the song like finishes that 10 percent of the song, but also blends your voice into the track. So that's that's the mastering thing that I was talking about. The masters that that Kanye West and like those uh, those big rappers and those big. uh artists are dealing with is the masters like the owning of their masters to their uh what's it called to their label so masters is also another name for like the revenue that your song creates so if if you're an artist that's signed to a label usually you get like a certain percentage of whatever your song makes right but when your contract finishes depending on like the format of your contract after your contract's done, you might not have ownership of your songs anymore. Damn. So now, oh, so that means like, let's say, let's say Savage X Productions was a a what's it called? Um, well, I actually want it to be, but like a label company, yeah. right? If we signed you, and then the contract said that, let's say you you had to make like two K in a song, and you don't. That song belongs to Savage X Productions. Uh, well, not so label contracts. They're a lot like NBA contracts. So usually, okay, usually okay. they sign you for a certain amount of time and a certain amount of input. So for for Tory Lanez, he had to sign for I think six years. To I think he was Interscope, and he was signed for six years. And in those six years, he had to release five albums. So that's the thing. If you violate your contract by not releasing five al- albums in those six years, then they have like some right to take money from you or something like that. But yeah, but he completed all five albums in those six years or something like that. But now that he's left, now that his contract's up, he wanted to go like independent. He wants to like be like, he wants to be in charge of his own masters and stuff like that. And because of that, now all of his songs that he did with Interscope, they're not they're not his songs anymore. So all the money that those songs make now go to Interscope. They don't go to him. They don't Shit. go to Tori. That's yeah. tough. Oh, so that's how they screw. Yeah, them and like that's what that's why like a lot of artists like Chance the Rapper, uh, Russ. Like Russ is a big one because he always advocates for like um, being independent and staying independent. Is because then you own your master. Same with King Von. King Von, before he passed, he wasn't yeah. signed to a label, so he still owned all his masters. So when he passed, <clears throat> all the money that all the revenue that his songs make, they go to his family. 
and like like what happened with uh juice world i think it's Lil bibby he's like the ceo of the label yeah. that, that juice was signed to so Lil bibby like uh edited the contract some way so juice's family could get he's a real one still. yeah could get the revenue and all that but on the typical basis if i was signed to a label and i die all my the label would keep exactly, the, company. The, the label would keep oh, the money, all the, the money, revenue the money. from the songs. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. and that's what's kind of like that's why it, it's it's a double edged sword because on one hand, like to really blow up, it's really hard to do it independently. You know, like Chance did it, King Von, Russ, but you know it's once in a blue moon. And yeah. when <clears throat> and a lot of these younger artists too, or a lot of artists in general, like when, if a label comes up to you. They usually offer you millions for like when they offered Lil Pump, they were offering Lil Pump 12 million for a contract. Yeah, but of what I what I learned was that they'll give you 12 million, but then they'll take your produce like your your booth time, they'll take any expenses. So if you're ordering champagne every time you're at the booth, they'll take that away yeah, from you. Yeah. Um, if you're renting whips, they'll take that away from you. Mm-hmm, yeah. Though then they'll, from that twelve milli that belongs to you, they'll pay your agent. They'll pay the manager. They'll pay the sound publicist. They'll pay the security guard. Yeah. So then, by the time you're done and it's time for you to get your money, that twelve mil turned into six exactly mil or four yeah, mil. Yeah, because that's the thing too is that like a lot of the time when uh, an artist is signed to a label like their freedom also gets limited. So if that label, like uh, quality control, like if they want Lil Baby to do a song with someone, Lil Baby has to do the song with them. You know, he doesn't have a say in it because he signed to that label. He has like a specific contract. And so like the label also has an influence on who you can do features with, who you can't do features with, uh, where you need to perform, when your tour dates are, your your uh, concert prices, and yeah, like, like I, I remember, yeah, yeah, pretty, like essentially, and that's what like I remember that rant that Kanye West was going on, where he was saying like, uh, like they have me like slaved in this industry, blah blah blah, and it's like, it, it in in a sense it's facts because they they pretty much take control of everything you can and can't do, and if you violate it, like you already signed a contract years ago that like signed off these rights, you know. And mm-hmm. I remember, uh, oh shoot, what was I going to say? I remember Cardi B was having a dispute with her old label because when she dropped, <clears throat> her label had her sign like a mini contract. And it was, I think it was only for two albums within like a year or something or two years. And that was when Bodak Yellow dropped. And she released those two albums like finished her contract but then they refused to pay her and because something in the contract said that oh she didn't perform in this tour date or something like that and so because she violated the contract they don't have to pay her like it was like six million dollars or something like that and she was like yeah how how can you guys snake me out of this money like i'm calling my lawyers but in the end of the day like when, when you're like a starving artist you know you're like say you're living in like a one-bedroom apartment like sleeping on a couch and a record label is like, yo, I'll give you millions right now, but you have to sign off like the next eight years of your life, you know? 
it's tough. <clears throat> it's a tough, yeah, it's a tough decision. And like, that's why I don't, I don't blame artists for signing to labels. And like Russ always goes on these rants of how artists are stupid for signing on labels. And I, I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I don't blame artists, especially because of how like manipulative the CEOs of these labels are. Yeah. But it's also like, like if I was put in that position, I, I would hope that I would be able to stay independent, you know, yeah. unless they were offering like, you know, 15 mil, then, then yeah. <laughs> I might have to fold, you know? Yeah. Yo, we'll wait for Savage X Productions label to pop off, and then we'll we got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me that label. Give me that label. I don't know if you guys heard of. Uh, yeah, cause... I don't know if you guys huh? heard of. Uh, you know Hobson. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember he was having troubles with his label like back in 2015. I think he made a whole track dissing them and everything. And I Ice Cube did too. Where it? Yeah, with yeah. The, with. Uh... Right, his name. Shoot, I forgot. The his one... name. Oh, no Vaseline, no Vaseline. Yeah, that that, that was no Vaseline. That was at uh, like at Easy E, Easy E, and Dr. Dre. That was pretty much yeah. at all of everybody at Interscope. Yeah, but then they dissed that that the Jewish dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, speaking of which, yo, they're saying Ice Cube is anti-Semitic. What's that bro. mean? Oh man, that's like, so. He hates Jews. What? <laughs> yeah, that's so dumb, man. I mean, it's he stated it multiple times, like that he doesn't like them. But wait, he he said it like word for word. That he... Well, like a lot of his songs show very like anti-Semitic, yeah. Semitic lyrics. Well, here's the here's but... the thing. Like when it comes to music, is that so much of it shouldn't be taken literally. Yeah, you know, like if you if you listen to like I was just listening to like old Eminem. Like Marshall Mathers LP, Slim Shady LP, he talks about. Oh, and he talks about like murdering his. He wife. talks about murdering his wife, raping his mom. You know, like he talks about like the most like fucked up wild shit. But he's obviously not like a rapist or a murderer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's saying that shit like one as like content and two to entertain. And so it's like, and like all these a lot of these rappers and stuff talk about you know gang banging, stealing, killing all this shit and then i remember they were trying to cancel cardi b because she was like drugging men and stealing from him and they were like they were like oh damn how could she steal from these men but it's like bro every every other artist is talking about like gang banging and shooting and killing so how are you gonna call out just cardi b y and w melly murder on my exactly bro and then (laughs) now he's like under trial for like murdering his best friend well yeah, okay, so there's murder on my mind and then mind on my murder. Murder on the mind is on the perspective of the killer. Mind on my murder is on the perspective of the victim. So they're saying that he he recorded both because he knew exactly what his home was going through, so he recorded it. Well, and now there's the laws that you song lyrics can't be used as a, uh, like, they can't be used in court. Oh, I saw that. I saw. I think that's only in like a specific uh, state or something. Well, yeah, you can't be talking about like, oh yeah, I killed seven people, and then be like, is this true? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's like, that's where a lot of like that's where that's where I find it funny too. Is a lot of these artists like snitch on themselves so vividly, like King Von, oh, where yeah. he has that like whole song. Where he's talking about like, oh yeah, I ran down sixty third, shot this like dude in the back, like left him in this car, and I was like, bro, like he's like 
describing the whole scenario. Right Literally. There. These cops are just going to look through the security cameras and going to be like, oh, shit, that was him. Where all they yeah. need is the time yeah, and date. Like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> these guys are like, like some, like, I think like those, uh, Oh, there's like boozy lyric where he's like, I keep a I keep a brick of crack under my bed. And I'm like, bro, now if they if they, if they search your house, like they're fucked, you know? Best believe the cops are gonna be listening on these albums, like, you know, waiting for you to slip up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like Yeah, but then that's the thing. There's laws now that I mean maybe it is just in one state, but I know there's laws that protect rappers from from getting indicted for yeah. things like that. Yeah. I mean, if I was a cop, like obviously I won't, I can't use the evidence, but like I'd probably listen to the tracks, and if I need somewhere to search, I'll be like, hey, but didn't you say in this song? Then you know, yeah. little anonymous <laughs> tip. Yeah, you could use it as like, but again, like, who was a good example? The rappers who aren't about mm. the life, you know, and they all have about. Oh, I used to sell crack on the street, oh, like Lil Tecca, Lil Tecca. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Let's be honest, bro. Little Tekka, you're not about the red, 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 red. I, Yo, I, li- I like his music. He's not about you, you, He's not you about see his genius interview? When he's nah. talking about his lyrics, he was like, he was like, I keep a Glock in each hand. And then he's like talking about the lyrics. He's like, I don't own no guns. I never held a gun. Oh, and yeah. he's, like, he's like, I'm whipping in this Lambo. And then he's like, I don't even have my license. I don't even drive. Bro. <laughs> like he, he's just captured with every song, bro. Yo, well, they're, they're trying to play that Biggie card. Like, Biggie wasn't about that life. But when we think of Biggie, we think he's some big yeah, gangster. Yeah. I mean, Biggie wasn't about that life. Biggie wasn't, but he did roll with the crowd. Same with same with. Yeah. yeah. That's and so a lot of his music is from his homie's perspective, yeah. right? Like, a lot of it is what he's yeah. seen, never what he did. Yeah. And so that's what a lot of rappers are trying to do nowadays is play that like, oh, I, oh I've i seen this, but done I've never it, actually yeah. done it. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling Lil Tecca was cap. Just listening to him and then seeing him, I'm like, there's no way you do all this. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> no way. look, you, you tell me a dude like Little Tecca pulls up on you and says, run I'm your so chain. Swamping him. Bro, I'm a, I'm a swat him like a fly. I'm like, get out of here, bro. Run your chain. Why be in the mirror? Why be in the mirror? Mm. Oh, word. All those dudes, bro? <laughs> bro, that guy's like 30 pounds. Wait. He's, he's talking about slumping people, bro. Bro, one good chocolate to the head, bro. <laughs> Dumb, Dumb, bro. Man. Not about it, man. Oh, man. So, you know, I I totally forgot to ask this in the beginning. Usually, this is bad hosting. <laughs> but uh, uh, tell us a little about yourself, man. I know, like I you stated earlier, you're Latino. You're from Peru. Shout out, yo! Shout out to Peruvian. Yeah. Say word. <laughs> Yikes, oh. bro! I saw this. This so this just trend on TikTok, right? And it's like also are doing like a Latino check or whatever. And I saw this Peruvian girl, and I was like, mm, I might just have to go to Peru for a couple days, bro. <laughs> Flash my passport. Or like, <laughs> my passport. <laughs> I might come home with like four wives, <laughs> bro. They're Bad, bro. I'm down bad for some Peruvian jokes. Bro, now all, all, all my aunties and my like Latina cousins and my mom, they're all fucking crazy, bro. That's okay with That's... me, bro. As long as it's good looking, bro. Good 
anyway, I'm not aside from my Peruvian girl, bro. Tell us about yourself, bro. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, like like you said, I'm I'm from Peru. I came here when I was like a year old, and it was jokes because when I came here, my dad was always at work because like you know we were just immigrating here, and it was just me, my older brother, and my mom, and my mom like spoke no words of English, so she just raised us in Spanish, and then I I went to school like here in Canada, and I don't know any English. And so I had to do ESL for like three years because I like I was raised in Spanish and they had to teach me English slowly. And then one of my best friends was this white dude, Austin, Austin Jensen, like shout out Austin Jensen, Slideways. He's a pro drifter now. But I remember going to his house and seeing how different like life was for like white Canadians compared to like my childhood yeah. as like an immigrant Peruvian, you know, because like, coming here like as an immigrant like, we were poor, you know, like, I stayed at a, like, a two-bedroom apartment with three cousins, two aunts, my parents, and my brother. And then I go over here, and this guy's got, like, a whole house. He has his own room. I was like, what? He's like... His own room, his own bathroom. His own bathroom. He's talking back to his mom. I'm yeah. like, what the hell is it? Like, shut up, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> you pick yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, his mom's... They, they walk around their house with their shoes yeah, on. Yeah, bro, I remember walking in, and I would take my shoes off, and he just walks right in. And I'm like, yo, what is happening here, yo? What? Can I yeah. pass off? <laughs> like, Relax, man. It's all good. She doesn't even care. Yeah, exactly. Bro. And I remember, how was your day today? Shut up! <laughs> I remember that being such a culture shock, bro. Because his his mom would come in and like bring like bowls of fruits, like chopped up fruits. Bring us in for lunch, dinner. They eat, and that's the thing too. I don't know if it's just Peruvians, but us us we in Peru we eat dinner at like four p.m. latest. Bro, what? Yeah, we eat dinner at like four p.m. and then at like. 10, 9, 10, before we go to bed, we have, like, a bowl of cereal or something. So, when I came here... Uh, my dinner is at 10 yeah. o'clock, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I could, I, I started going to this, like, my, my best friend's house, and he has dinner. He has lunch at, like, 2, and I ain't even heard of lunch. We just had breakfast, dinner, and, like, a good night snack, bro. And he well, starts having... Exactly. He has... He has breakfast, lunch, and then he has dinner at like 8 p.m. And then he eats again at night. He buys like chips and stuff like that. I was like, holy, like, I remember that, like, it was a culture shock because I was, I came from like a immigrant Peruvian family that like was like lower class. And this dude was just like having his own room, his own bathroom. I was, bro, I was, I was shocked. Nah, yo, honestly, like, Going up, and I'm not saying I grew up ghetto ghetto. I mean, I do have ghetto tendencies, but that's just because of the people I'm around with. <laughs> but uh, not even that, bro. Like, Don, Don, you're the least ghetto person I Me? know. <laughs> no, okay, you're still pretty ghetto, bro. Um, but not like my ex. My ex is white, like white white. <laughs> and bro, just going to her house and stuff like that. I'd be like, yo, I've never done this before, bro. I've never seen this before. Y'all have this? And, like, bro, I'm, like, 18, 19. Like, <laughs> I'm, I still get culture shock. Yeah. Yeah, tell oh, me about it. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's, like, 
Like I, I shared a room. I remember there was one, there was like two years in like my childhood where my dad's company started making money. So we moved to a nice house. I had my own room for like two years. I was like, oh shit, this is how my buddy used to live. And then we went broke again. So we moved back. I had to share a room with my older brother. I think I shared a room with him for like 15, 16 years of my life. Yeah, yeah. I done and that. <laughs> and that's how it is. Like, you know, because I have, I have an older brother, a younger sister, and then another younger brother. So we're a family of six all together. Holy. Yeah. But like being a kid, like house is always crowded. We'd get a dog and then they'd get rid of it three years later. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's that's insane, man. Like, yeah, I feel like just the culture shock, just seeing like, you know, the Caucasian lifestyle, you know, it's just kind of like, and you compare it to your own, you're just like, damn, like, y'all really just like, especially just like the leniency that their dukes have, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it just it boggles my mind. Like I some sometimes I'm just like, wait, so they're cool with you doing this? <laughs> yeah, but it's not all white. Yeah, it's not all, it's not all. I find some are yeah. more some 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 parenting styles are more permissive than others, but for the most part I'm mostly culture shocked. I'm just like, bro. Oh, okay, wait, wait. I think I think the question we do have to ask is yo, you you got your you got you have your fair share of booty whoopings, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my first lashings, lashings, eh? Lash- oh, oh the lashings, yeah. bro. All right, all right. So, if you remember the first episode, we talked about, about how yeah, we would discipline our kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you share the same thoughts? Here's the thing. Yes Here, no? I remember listening to that and, like, like impulsively, like me, right? I remember growing up raising because my my parents both like both of them started working for a certain point in time. And so me and my older brother were like helping raise my younger sister, my younger brother. And so I would like discipline them, you know, like if they did something stupid, slap them back of the head, you know, but I I think about it now because now that I'm older and if I had a kid, like my own kid, I don't think I'd ever beat them like the way my parents did to me, you know? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, like we're going to be like a quarter of what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I, like I know, like I definitely yelled at my kid. I would like take stuff away from him if he was like misbehaving. Yeah. Or like, well, if you say if you say you're going to ground him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like I, I know, like if he was like, like disrespecting me in some type of way, I'm like breaking his Xbox like right in front of him. Uh, you know, oh, like, bro, why does he not stop? You know, because like. For me, I can't, like, I don't know, like, I can't imagine, like, hitting my kid just because every time I would, I would think of how my parents used to. Yeah. But it's also, like, I can't not discipline him because then he's going to grow up all spoiled. Weird. So you you got you to, gotta, you got to, yeah, you got to, you got to find middle ground. I feel like, with, yeah. like, me, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to help myself. I feel like if the, the little kid pisses me off, I'm just going to backhand this <laughs> I don't, I will backhand with, yo, say the smallest thing to me, I swear, send you back to Africa, bro, what the? Boots him down the stairs. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to help myself, man, I feel like, yo, Lord, help me out patience, but, man. Jesus Christ. Well, oh, man. So, I, like, I'm the oldest out of my, my younger brothers, and so, I mean, man, if my parents hear this, they already know this, I... Dead when they're at home, bro. 
I used to give them the lashing. <laughs> yeah, because your pa- like, parents always grow soft in the young kids. Yeah. Man, they're like, oh, you have no right to hit them. <laughs> I still do it anyway. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I, and the thing, the problem, the problem, the real problem is that is when we talk about our whoopings, we obviously over-exaggerate a lot of them, yeah. right? The, I mean, it's for comedic effect and it's for... You know, it's kind of funny when you tell white people that used to get beat. Yeah. And they're like, what? Are you okay? They're like, like, you never. never got like a charger to the back? <laughs> yeah, the, the extension cards? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the leather belt, bro? Oh. But, uh, like, I, I got, like I said, we, we obviously exaggerate these stories, but I don't think I've ever, like, beat my kid to the point where he's, like, black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, yeah. I don't think anyone. I mean, I don't think anyone should want to beat their kids for like black and blue. You know? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't think anything that I've done has des- like deserved to be like left for dead or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Not, not saying that I was. Just a little humble, you know. Just, just a little something to show them what's up. But like, no, I, my my face was. I mean, yeah, I got slapped in the mouth a couple of times. Yeah. Or whatever, but like, they never. I was never socked in the face or. You know, my, my butt was the one that took most of the lashings. Yeah. And my lower back, because it hurts too, I guess. <laughs> but, like, so I feel like I never just pulled my kids out of out of the blue like that. And plus, like, I ain't no alcoholic either, so I don't have those kind of tendencies to come home and just... Yeah, start, like, throwing hands with your kid, yeah. John did me dirty at work, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is too, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, like, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. And I do yo, I mean, this is a dark humor podcast, so if y'all are offended by this, you guys are definitely in the wrong. Yeah, place. yeah. <laughs> they're like, yo, that's gonna... crazy, bro. As soon as your kid's born, they're gonna call it CPS. Man. Oh, word. <laughs> they'll be waiting for, right at the hospital. <laughs> I'll hold them for one second, and they're gonna be like, okay, he's ours. <laughs> yo, but it, it's kind of crazy because you say you, you're turning 22, bro. Oh, yeah, I'm, and, I'm uh, 22. I mean, I just turned 20. And, bro, I man, I feel like I'm 40. Yeah. <laughs> bro, when I first met you, you were, what, 17, right? Yeah? Yeah, because, man. 17, 18? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was, I was 19 turning 20. And I thought, I thought you were older than me. Oh, bro. Let me tell you this one story. <laughs> so, I've, I've always... I mean, just my the way my character is, I'm a very serious person. When you get, the first time you guys know me, after that, I'm hella goofy. But I always, like, carry a very, like, serious face. I don't really talk that much. And so everybody expects me to be, like, like three, four years my elder, right? I was 16. I was at my, like, my auntie's husband's church or whatever. And this old lady looks at me and she's like... Are you single? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I have a granddaughter who would be perfect for you. She's 24. And I'm like, yo, I'm only 16. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I thought you were like 26. <laughs> so I've I've always been getting the oh, you're way older than you look. Um, no, I like I remember after getting my tattoos, getting uh I, I used to stop getting ID'd if I put my sleeves. But then when I lost that weight and I got skinny, 
even if I was showing my tattoos, they would still ID me. They're like, nah, oh, there's no. Yo, let's let's talk about that, bro. Cause when I met you, I mean, I'm I'm a big dude, so I can say, but you were you were a big, you weren't that big, you know, no, but you were you were a fairly big yeah. dude. Yeah, and the, taking and that wasn't I, the biggest I, saw you I was. The box. But you gained more. No, like I before that, I was like at that uh-huh. point, I think I was like two o five, around there, two o five, two o ten. But in high school, I was walking around at like almost two twenty. Damn. So I was I was huge and Damn, I'm out here like two fifty, bro. You're making me feel bad. Oh yeah, but, but I think you're taller than me too. Like, like I'm a short kid. I'm like five nine, bro. I, I'm five. I'm five seven, barely. I'm like okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I'm like five six and a half, bro. <laughs> but but you picked up boxing, or you you had been a boxer for before that, no? Yeah, I, I used to do MMA when I was younger. And then, bro, like guys, this dude's transformation is insane <laughs> like this in like how long was that bro because I, I i feel like for me it was like two months yeah, and, that... and you just yeah and those dude was was kind of puffy and then all of a sudden he has like a six-pack bro <laughs> Man's just, Yo. yeah i remember i it was i remember when i started i was 204 like on the dot i think and I, I went to the doctor like a, a couple weeks before that, and he told me like, yeah, like you don't lose weight, you're gonna die. Yeah, like he he, would, he didn't tell me like that, you know. But he was telling me like, <laughs> yeah, you got like a fatty liver. Uh, at the Ooh. time, I had joint pains like in my knees and my ankles. Right. And he's like, yeah, like those pains are gonna get worse. You might develop like arthritis. And then I had sleep apnea, and he's like, yeah, like you're not getting enough oxygen to your organs and shit like that when you sleep. And he was telling me, like, yeah, like, all this, like, is really going to have an effect long term. And I remember going back home, like, shit, like, <clears throat> I'm trying to live, like, a long life, you know? Yeah. And I used to do MMA all the time when I was a kid. My dad put me in an MMA with me and my brother when I was, like, nine. And then on and off, I stayed until, like, I was 15. And then in high school, I did, like, kickboxing for, like, six months or something. But when I, when I wanted to start training MMA again... The only part that like didn't want me like that 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 made me do boxing instead of MMA was like how gruesome MMA actually is. Cause like I've been trained, I've been in training before, and I've been like elbowed in the face, I've been kneed in the head, I've had concussions before, and I'm and like I've been body slammed, and it's like MMA is like such like a gruesome sport, and I give props to like these MMA fighters and stuff like that, but then when I watch boxing and I started picking up and learning boxing it's so much more graceful and it's like it's like learning a type of dance that like make like if you if you're proficient at it you can actually like avoid injury altogether because in an mm. mma fight like you can be good but like even what happened with conor mcgregor like conor mcgregor is one of the best but he got clipped at the right time collapsed took two more to the dome you know he got those calf kicks had to walk out in a cane you know like at the end of the day like there's so much like more you can get like hurt by in MMA. <clears throat> and so that's why I chose boxing. And so I started picking up boxing. And at first I just had a bag in my basement and I was just like punching the bag, doing like push ups, sit ups. Mm. And like then I started jogging outside. And then from the months from I think it was September to December. So four months. I went from two oh four 
to 164. Oh, so I lost 40 Jesus. pounds. Yeah. Bro, give me that workout routine, bro. <laughs> and that's I'm the thing. Try- Yo, I'm trying to lose 60 pounds yeah. <laughs> in three months. In three months? Yeah. Bro, I might I might starve myself, <laughs> no. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I might go on a water No, Keto I don't even want to go on a water diet. Cause then, Here's the like, thing, though. Here's the thing was when I... The, the reason I got big was I remember I just got a I, I had a job right at a high school at a warehouse. And so I was oh, making you a, could make that good money. Yeah, I was making like like a bunch of money and I was still living at home too. So like I didn't have to pay rent or I actually like for a couple months I did help with like bills. Because yeah. like like you know, they just needed it, but I didn't really have to pay any rent. I didn't have a car, so I wasn't paying like car payments or insurance or anything yeah. like that. And so I was just like making a bunch of money, saving a bunch of money. I traveled a bit and then I just started buying food and I was eating like I would wake up, eat a big breakfast, go to work, order McDonald's at work, come home, eat dinner. And then at night, go to McDonald's and get McDonald's. Yeah. Again. Yeah. So I was eating like McDonald's like twice a day, like three big meals. And yeah, I just kept doing that. It was like a, 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 a cycle until my my dad told me about doing fasting because like when you're losing weight, it's not like it's not just like the workout. Like you can work out as much as you want, but like if you're still eating those calories, yeah. you're not gonna do that burn. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I my dad told me to do fasting and like so intermittent fasting fast. or just like regular fasting. Yeah, intermittent yeah, fasting. I've intermittent tried fasting. that. It's hard to share. Right. Yeah, and so like I would eat between like the hours of like twelve to eight. Yeah, fast for sixteen hours. Oh. And so I would skip breakfast and then I wouldn't eat that like late night McDonald's, you know, and even that like little change I did for like the first month, like the first like three something weeks. And I lost like 13 pounds off those three weeks. And I was like, holy shit. All right. So let me like <clears throat> do this properly now. And I'm gonna start like eating good foods, eating healthy foods. I'm gonna up my fast to 18 hours. So I would only eat for like six hours of the day. And then <clears throat> by by December, I think I was fasting like almost twenty hours every day, and I was Jesus. working out. And and at first I was only working out like two three times a week, but then by December I was working out almost every day, like sometimes twice a day. And I remember I was so into it. And then in I think it was uh I think it was in December or maybe November, I was skipping and I fell on my tailbone. And I had this huge like bump and this like terrible pain, mm. but I just wanted to keep working out. And then I didn't go back to the doctor until it was like, I think March or April. And the doctor tells me like, <clears throat> he's at first he's like, holy shit, like you lost a bunch of weight. And I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then he's like, yeah, but like you broke your tailbone. Mm. And he's like, uh. he's like, you can't work out, you can't run, you can't like lay on your back, anything like that. And so I stopped working out for a bit gained a couple pounds and then i started working out again that's when i joined a boxing gym doing spars and stuff like that and boxing that's the thing too with <clears throat> with boxing is that because i had this huge mma background going into the boxing gym it, a lot of the times like the people that have been like the elites at the boxing gym they spar against each other because like the coach doesn't want like you know they don't want them to pick on the new guys you know and then the new guys spar with the new guys mm. but as soon as I went in <clears throat> and the coach starts putting me with these new guys like I already have like this like a bunch of experience on my belt so I was just like you know whooping these kids and then 
after after like a couple sessions i started sparring with like the good guys and that's when like <clears throat> my training was really up there and i was like all right I, and that that's when i really decided that i wanted to be a a boxer where i wanted like that was like the, my career choice like i want to be like a professional boxer one day <clears throat> compete for like world championships stuff like that and so in 2020 i was saying like oh yeah i'm going to compete this year blah 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 and then boom covid, COVID. Hits. My gym closes down. And then during the summer, the, all the BLM protests happen, and the coach yeah. starts posting how he's like super anti BLM, and how he like hates not that he hates, but like he was just saying like a bunch of like semi racist stuff. And I was like, oh, I can't go back to this gym. Like I gotta find a new gym now. And yeah, since then I've just been chilling. I haven't really been able to work out too much. I uh, I gained a few pounds. Like I'm I'm back up, but like the goal's still there. I'm gonna I'm gonna start yeah. like going back, cutting down again, and then hopefully this year I can actually compete a couple times. See, yeah, for me, like I I love sports, and like even though I'm a big dude, like I'm so athletic, and I know you'll be like I'm not yeah. cap, <laughs> but I'm hella athletic. You yeah, <laughs> like. I don't know. I, I just, like uh, for me, I hate cardio, bro. I hate going on the yeah. treadmill. I hate it's, just the yeah. idea of going on the treadmill makes me. That's me too. So, me too. I'm like, I'd rather do my cardio yeah. like playing basketball, and I love basketball. Am I good? Me, <laughs> but like, I you know, I'm out there running. I make sure that I'm sweating a lot, and I, for me, the biggest thing is food, bro. Because I work nights. And like there is no healthy spot to yeah. eat, right? <laughs> yeah. And I you know, I go to work, sleep, wake up. I legit wake up just to go back to work. So I have no time to do these meal preps or nothing like that. And like so I'm like, oh well, it's open. McDonald's? Okay. And so bro, I'll be eating like McDonald's like three out of four days or whatever. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And plus, with this lockdown, like, yeah. you, there's no gyms open. There's no there's no going to go play basketball with your friends. And I'm not playing basketball with a mask on. <laughs> like, might have an it's asthma exactly attack or something like that. Tough, <laughs> Suffocate myself. So, I mean, yeah, I might, like I said, I might just starve myself. But I, I'm like, okay, <laughs> obviously I won't starve, starve myself. But, yeah, like, try I might intermittent yeah, try, try that, bro, yeah, try that intermittent fast. Trust me, you will, yeah. Well, here's the thing, bro. I grew up religious, so fasting is not yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you Christian, bro, and you know how to fast. You know what? Oh, but you drinking water while you fast? Yeah. Well, like you can do. Like I remember when I wanted to weigh in to see how much I lost, I would do a dry fast. So a dry fast means like no water, it means yeah, nothing. nothing, just to see like how much I weigh, no water weight. But usually, I would just fast like. While still drinking water, yeah, because <clears throat> like keeps my keep. I'm still able to work out without like the fasting affecting me too much. Right. Like that. Yeah. But even if you like you you do water like you cut your water, like, I mean, I'm a lot of what's it called fighters do that so that they can make their way in. But bro, you drink like a liter of water and you gain all of it back. Yeah. Well, like it the like when I did it, it was just to see what like my actual like bottom weight was you know so like <clears throat> at the time it was i was on that weight loss journey and so i was at 204 
And I knew I was in the 160s. I was like 168 or something, 167. And I was like, okay, I want to see what, like, I actually weigh with nothing. And so that day, like, there hit, like, I think it was December 31st, like New Year's Eve, because I knew I was going to eat a bunch. Well, I was like, okay, I'm going to weigh myself. I'm going to do that dry fast the day before. And I woke up <clears throat> dry fast, like, took all my clothes off and weighed myself. And I was 164. And I, and I was so, I was so hyped, bro, because literally a couple days ago, I was only like 168. And so, yeah. And then your shorty came over. She couldn't. <laughs> yes, joke is like, what should we call it? I, I was going to say this before about the whole culture shock thing. Is that my current girlfriend, she's Filipina. Like, shout out Charmaine. You know, and like. You... Shout out to Filipinos. Well, some of you guys are gorgeous. <laughs> but, you know, like the way that they do things is like so different compared to like Latinos too, you know? And like, they come from like a religious like type of family that like, even their, like their way of expressing their religion is different than Latinos. And it's, it's, it's like so shocking to me sometimes just to see it. What they try to be so anti-Latino bro. Like, you guys were taking over as far as one time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we were we were taking over. That's that's why we speak Spanish. No, no, no. Okay, speak... okay, yeah, okay <laughs> we lost. We lost. <laughs> I'm talking for the people from Spain. Hey, hey, hey. You know? <laughs> Bastards took the whole world over. <laughs> this is why there's, there's little mixes around. Yeah, a bunch of like that's why they, you see like a bunch of Filipinos with Spanish last names. Yeah, yeah. what? That's why you see a lot of white Mexicans. That too. Or white. Well, we have white Peruvians too. Oh. And we call them gringos. <laughs> we also, yo, in Central America, there's hella black Latino bros. Yeah. And I learned is because when the slave trade, they would run away to Central America. Taking my great grandpa's like black, bro. Like Nigerian Jeez. black. Got down. Yeah. And like Martin. Like if you look at my, my my dad, my grandma, and some of my aunties, bro, they're like they're dark. Taken like even before the slave trade, like before all the slavery stuff, there was like black people. It was like, traveling, Don. Africa was well, before, Africa didn't have before boats. the slave trade. <laughs> well, before the slave trade, I'm telling you, <laughs> Africa was trading with the with the First Nations before even Chris, Christopher Columbus, bro. Bro, I'll send you the documentary. It's insane. Like, bro, they they were up to some crazy stuff, bro. I, it sounds crazy. I know. I laughed too when I was watching the documentary, but I was like, yo, we've been, we've been trained with yeah. these men, bro. No, like, I, I, bro, I believe how, you. Wait, I believe wait, 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 you. I was just laughing. Yo, how, how, was, how was they trading, bro, if their boats weren't made to travel that Because, like, there was a route overseas. that they took, right? And so... There was the, you know, there's a huge history behind. There was the Moors. They were like the guys who, after the fall of the Roman Empire, they came in, created math. They were, they were from African descent. They helped create mathematics and restart, like, you know. Yeah, I know. And they the helped, Moors, uh, they actually traveled to Christopher Columbus and they, and they helped him find that route that they, the first nations to trade with them. They will never tell you this stuff at school. I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. Don, you're talking to a history buff, bro. <laughs> like I, I was, I've been reading history since I was like four years old, bro. Say <laughs> where? And there was a lot of Jews who went with Christopher Columbus. 
Weird. I'm telling you, watch the documentary though. See what you see. You think about it. Hidden colors. It's called. That's actually one of the. By the by the time that we dropped this, it's probably on a Sunday school. We wanted to talk about like uh, the effects of being like Afro Latino or just being like, you know, a person of color, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, quickly, quickly, you got any like stories of like racism, bro? Oh, bear, bear! I remember, like, I remember being a kid and going to the store with my mom. Like, my mom had a heavy accent because she learned English late. And so being at the store, like trying to check out and like my mom's speaking to the cashier. And as soon as they hear their, her accent, they start speaking to her like, she, like you know, like that's like the, like if she was stupid, like they start saying like, do you speak English? Uh. And like at that point, we already understood like a fair amount. And she was just doing it just to like, you know, and there's a bunch of stuff like that. I remember I was working. This was just like last year. I was working in Lloydminster as a, <clears throat> as doing renovations. And, like, I was, like, uninstalling baseboards. And the big boss that hired uh, my uncle, who's the contractor, he comes in and is talking with my uncle. And he walks, like, he walks up to me. And he kind of, like, motions if I can move out of the way. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so I move out of the way. And I didn't think of any, anything of it at first. <clears throat> and then he comes back. And he's like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And I, I look at him and he like turns to my uncle and he's like, can you tell him to not paint this wall yet? And I was like, bro, I speak English. And then he's like, no, but can you not paint? The-? And he was still talking to me as if like, I don't speak English. And that's, I think that that's the one thing that like <clears throat> specifically like Latinos or Asians as well get is that. Oh, like we don't speak English. We can't understand you guys. Or speak English. You're in. Uh, <clears throat> you're in Canada. You're in an English-speaking country, and that's always like the most annoying bit. Because like, you know, like we immigrated here, but we're we're yeah. citizens now. You know, like like my kids will be citizens born and raised in Canada, and so to me, it's like it's like, bro, like just because you can't speak Spanish, like you can't speak two languages, don't come at me for speaking my native tongue to my parents or my aunts or my uncles in public, you know? Bro, facts. And, bro, being able to speak another language in public, you're elite, bro. You know how much, you know how much smack I'm talking to people <laughs> yeah, in time, yeah. <laughs> On God, bro. Like, bro, it just makes us even more elite. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole new language to shit talk people in, you know? Word. <laughs> you ever been to Peru? Like you, oh you yeah, I went, went went back a few times actually. Uh, the first time I was just a kid, I think I was like seven, eight years old. The second time I was like twelve, and then the last time was oh shit, it's already been like six years. Yeah, I, I went I was like fifteen, and it's funny because they're like, you know, they 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 hand you a bottle of cerveza when you're like twelve years old. <laughs> so when I was fifteen, they were having me drink beers and shit like that. I took like a couple shots and then my mom was like, no, you can't drink yet. My older brother was getting drunk as hell. Everyone was partying. I was there for New Year's and man, like the amount of illegal fireworks that was like everywhere, bro. It was actually scary. Fireworks or balas? Yeah, balas. Yeah, balas. (laughs) And that's the thing too. Like I, like my family in Peru, they're, they're not in like the touristy area, you know, they're in like the poor 
like the, the, the ghetto, the, like the places where like the country doesn't really care about. Like all the streets are cracked, everywhere's gated, you know. And so, and so yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been plenty of times, and I I want to go back soon. I, I have a cousin who's there right now. Who's she's she's supposed to come back. Uh, I think this month. Supposed to come back this month. She's gonna give. Well, she better hurry up, or she better have two K in half. And she's also what's she called? She's pregnant with twins. Wow! Right yeah. And she already has two kids. This is my uh, my niece and nephew, Marco and Michaela. And so, yeah, they should be coming back. They've been gone for like a year now, because they went like last year in the like February, right. and then COVID hit, and so they were stuck there. And they were with family, oh. so they were okay to stay there, but. But yeah, it's been wild. Bro, I'm, I'm trying as soon as they lift the band, bro. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying I'm going to Santorini, bro. Yo, Ashley Fernandez, I know you're listening to this. We're going to Santorini. <laughs> I heard you chopping okay. her up. I heard you chopping her up. No, 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 no. It's only business. She said she's going to take us traveling, so. I'm, ex- I'm expecting to go to Santa Cruz. I, 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 I heard that last podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, wait. I, I got to talk some smack to our viewers real quick, bro. <laughs> Tell me why I dropped that episode and our view, our male viewership went up Stay by like away. 7%. <laughs> <Yo>. On guard. <laughs> Damn, y'all, y'all some thirsty. <laughs> yo. <laughs> I su- yo, I support y'all, but down like, bad. They're down bad, bro. They're down, they're down bad. Yo, you know what's crazy? What? So, all right, you know, Ashley, I, I'll get your permission to talk about this later. Um, <laughs> so she posted the episode like, "Oh, check me out on on Five Minutes on a Pod on her TikTok, right?" Mm-hmm. And her TikTok got hell of views on it, and the comments, bro. And yo, it's not her doing anything remotely like. Remotely anything, right? It's like her, uh, you know that trend where they make like copies of themselves. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's her doing that, and like the comments on are like, "Yo, you're so beautiful," and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, "Yo, she's not even promoting herself. She's promoting a podcast." (laughs) Man, it sucked. Was she actually posted the TikTok? Oh yeah. Yo, I'm gonna share it on my story. Yeah. I don't know about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy, bro. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, man. I just stopped on that Yo, TikTok wave. Yeah, I've been thinking about it, it, but I don't know how to dance like that, bro. <laughs> I just posted that video of me slipping on ice. I was like a thousand views know. already. Damn. Yeah, everyone, everyone's laughing at me, fucking breaking my neck. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know, you know what? Like TikTok is such a huge tool for us now. Like, just being able to post our stuff on there, and like, the chances of it going viral or going to you know mm-hmm. a couple thousand people is insane. Yeah, it, it's way way easier to blow. Like, I have I think fifteen followers on TikTok. I've posted four videos, and they all have like, like the one has like a thousand one hundred. The southern one I posted has 600, and the other two I posted have like 300 apiece. And it's like I only have 15 followers, but they can still reach like a way bigger audience, like without oh, even trying. Yeah. 
No, that's crazy, bro. And social me- social media is so it's so what's it called? When you actually using it to promote yourself, bro, mm-hmm. like it's crazy uh, what what you can do with it. You know, people who aren't on like promoting themselves and they're just you know on Instagram like normal people, they won't see how you can use Instagram mm-hmm. to like promote yourself and how to make yourself blow up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? TikTok. I mean, everybody knows how the the potential of TikTok and all that. But even using like yeah. dating apps or like Ubo. Ubo and all that to promote yourself, bro, it's insane. Yeah, <clears throat> it's insane, man. But we might, we might have to hop on TikTok, bro, and do, uh-huh. do some dances, bro. <laughs> do those trends, yeah. <laughs> do the trends. Do no, that that uh that YRN song. Uh, you know that real catchy one? Chanel Bay? No, 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 like, uh, how does it go? No, I'm not gonna sit <laughs> on the podcast, bro. <laughs> this is the reason this is a podcast, not, a not like a label. <laughs> is it? <laughs> not yet, not yet. Bro, I'll, I'll send it to you later, but I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do that trend, bro. Cause that trend, it's a catchy song. Yeah. There's also like people post like comedy skits yeah. on TikTok too, and I see that on my For You page, and they get like, Bro, that's Hell the thing. I, I remember, like, that's what I was talking about. It's, it's so easy to blow up on TikTok. Is this one person, I look at their account, and they only have, like, six videos posted. But their recent one went viral. It had three million likes. And they only had, like, 2,000 followers. But they were getting, like, bare that's followers. On, yeah, and they, they were getting bare followers. Like, I refreshed their page. They're getting a new hundred, another hundred, another hundred. I think, like I said, for me, it'd only be promotion of the podcast. That'd be it. And I know there's hella people who do it, too. And, like, they, really? they rack up their views. Yeah. But that'd be the only reason I do it for. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be TikTok. Yeah. Fans, bro. <laughs> I'm not trying to get hated yeah. on. Charlie D'Amelio or Amelia. Yeah, yeah word. they get hated on, bro. They make their hair the wrong way, bro, and they're already getting hated <laughs> yeah. like, No, thank you, bro. Yeah. I like being a small creator, you know. Yeah. But I do want to one day move to like Hollywood or something. Yeah, or LA or <laughs> Get something. Get like a No, not not LA, bro. Bollywood? Not even Hollywood. Screw it. What Opera. am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I want to go to Bollywood, bro. <laughs> we'll do an Indian TikTok. Turn on those movies. But uh, you know what, man? Right now, we're going to give you the opportunity to shout yourself out, let the people know what's up, any future projects. You already know what it is. All right. All right. So, yeah, my name is FCR. I just dropped my song, Links, a couple of weeks ago. He's doing real well. It's fire. It's on, the way, it's, all, uh, it's on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. I got my album dropping mid-March. I got I got a couple music videos that I'm going to do with Dane. Shout out Dane. He's a huge artist. Oh, I'm going to shout out a bunch of young artists. Keep- Keep you guys' eyes open because yes. the Bean Squad might be an appearance. Exactly. Yeah, well, you already know. You already know. And then, shout, yo, shout out Gringo Wop. Shout out Double V. Shout out Young Haas. Shout out, oh, my God. Uh, shout out my brother, Johnny. Shout out my girlfriend, Charmaine. Uh, I, got a, I got a company. If you guys do junk removal, moving shit, like, I got my own company. I'm my CEO of my own okay. company, Junk Out Bros. So, so if you want to, if you if you need some moves, deliveries, or anything like that, yo, hit us up, and and yeah. Man, this guy, this guy's sweating from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen, bro. 
That's it. This guy's acting like I gave him 30 seconds to try to put his all out into it. Yeah, I already know. You already know. Whoa. You know what? It was, a gra- it was one of those Grammy speeches where they cut you off. So one, of the, one of those uh, hot ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end? The hot one speech. Shout, yo, shout out to hot ones, bro. Actually, I took that from them. <laughs> Hopefully you don't give me no cease and desist. Copyright. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, man. Again, I want to thank you so much for just—it's man, just rocking with us, bro. Like shouting us out, listening, bro. And uh, we'll we'll let you know afterwards. We got some special stuff dropping for the, our most loyal listeners. So again, man, we appreciate it so much. And yeah, guys, go stream links. Um, when I tell you it's fire, it's fire, bro. I don't lie to y'all like that. So go check it out. Who knows, bro? Maybe the Bean Squad will make a an appearance in a music and video. Music We've already video. done that. Yeah. Shout out to Eric Rush. Um, oh, yeah. Shout out Kerry's G, too. That guy goes off, bro. He just dropped his album. We'll put all these things <laughs> in the link in the bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've already forgot, bro. I know it's just some dude named Gringo something, so. Yeah, yeah, Gringo Wap, Gringo Wap, Gringo, Gringo Wap. Yeah, Gringo Wap is, is, uh, is his white dude. Like he's like half Latino, like, bro. That guy goes off, man. Edmonton, all these are all these are Edmonton artists. Like, like Wap, like W O P. Well, he has W X P, but he like calls himself Gringo oh. Wap. No, yo, Gringo without P. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? But no, man, again, thank you for rocking with us, bro, and. uh it's not gonna be the only time you'll be on the podcast. Yeah. Once you're on, bro, you you know you're a bean squad for life. So again, we appreciate with you rocking with us, bro. Um I was gonna say shut yourself up, but you already did. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the podcast, man. Yeah, man. And uh yeah, guys, you guys can check us out every Thursday. Um by the time this drops every Sunday for Sunday school, um where we drop the bean seeds. We still got to come up with a name for that, bro. That sounds weird. But, uh, <laughs> again, shout out to everybody who's been sharing us, everybody who's been listening to us, all the international listeners. What's up? I'm going to say what's up in everybody's languages, but, like, I don't want to be culture appropriate or whatever. <laughs> so, for the people who are listening, Spain, que pasó? You know, guys, what's up? So, uh, what else I got to say to the bean squad, bro? Uh, you no, know you got I... anything for him? Yeah, respond to us. I mean, like, uh, message us on our Instagrams, uh, you know, put some input, you know, like, like, yo, like, literally, I want you to slide in our DMs and just tell us what you think, man. I'm curious who's <laughs> listening, like, especially you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down bad. Listeners, bro. So bring me up bad, you know what I'm saying? That's sus. That's sus because oh, most of our listeners are dudes. <laughs> and I know you're not wearing I actually, socks. Yeah, yeah, I'm not wearing socks. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Other than that, like I said, you guys can check us out every Thursday and Sunday on every like streaming media: Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Okay, ready for my rap? You guys can check us out on Instagram at SavageXProductions22, Paulo Savage22, 360 Pova. D dog Garmendez fourteen, D dog Garmendez and J dog Garmendez. Garmendez spelled G A R M E N D E Z. Other than that, peace.